from the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, May 8th, 2015, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk using your own computer and printer. You can even get special postage discounts you can't find at the post office. Plus, Stamps.com is more powerful than a postage meter at just a fraction of the cost. You can save up to 80% compared to a postage postage meter, and you'll avoid those time-consuming trips to the post office. Here at Relevant, we use stamps.com and love it because we're cheap and uh, it helps us uh, save money. <laughs> and we just we have a strong anti-post office stance. We always have. <laughs> yeah. Right now, use our promo code Relevant for this special offer. You get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Relevant. That's stamps.com. Enter Relevant. Like I said, I'm your host Cameron, and here with me in our Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Cameron, it's hold on, let me let me do that again. Okay, two, one. Cameron, it's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, ones and twos, temporarily over there, our uh, our interim illustrious producer, John Michael Snavely. Nope. Oh. John nope. David Snavely. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> you don't even get John your own Dave, identity. It's John David Harris. Sorry. I was just encroaching. <laughs> and over there in the studio with us, live and in person, from Virginia, Jesse Carey is here. Hello, hello. God, you're tall, right? Have we talked about this? <laughs> you're tall. I don't think we've ever discussed my height before. <laughs> Always eh? so tall. Also had an awkward moment. We did not know whether to do the hug or the handshake today. And I got to say, you went for the handshake. I, I, I pulled out at the last second when I can tell <laughs> yeah. he wanted to show a right. full body display of affection. I did, but we, then we did kind of the falling in thing where he's like shaking hands and tipping over. Very awkward. That's that's terrible. Okay, so <laughs> this up. is a uh, this is a very special show for a number of reasons. Yes. Uh, not just because we have Lauren Winter coming up. I'm wearing a hat. Uh, and he's got a hat on. That's new. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, we've been podcasting for about 10 years. We started in August of 2005. Mm-hmm. 10 years we have always, and we make fun of this, we're terrible at what we do, so it takes 10 to 12 hours of post-production editing to clean up the show yeah. and make it listenable. We've got, we, we've literally gotten no better in the course yeah, of 10 no, years. You would think, <laughs> we've only gotten worse, yeah, just you would think, stretching it yeah. out. So uh, for the first time in, in a decade-long run, we are doing a live show today. Yeah, I could throw up. I'm actually a little nervous. Uh, the re- I, <laughs> the anxiety I'm feeling right now. Uh, <laughs> the reason why is because this week I was in London yes. and I couldn't. We couldn't record at our normal time, mm-hmm. and then we knew Jesse was going to be in house on Friday, and he can right. only be here on Friday. We post on Fridays, right? Like it's in a couple hours. Yeah. So we have the genius. We had the genius idea. Yeah. Hey, what if we prepared well, mm-hmm. and we just that morning that Jesse's here, we all got together and hit record, and no edits. Preparation was like 15 minutes before instead of 10. Jesse and I actually have made a, we have like a feedback ready to go on on our phones and computers. Like it's prepared. Like it's, 
going to be kind of a big deal today. Yeah. I hope you all are really impressed. So, yeah, so okay. I mean, people, people, you know, realize that we edit this, but they probably don't realize how much. I mean, all of the segments, those, <laughs> those breaks, the music, we don't hear that stuff when we're recording. Yeah. We, we just kind of come in, talk for a little bit, and then we make magic after the fact. Yeah. So what we're doing today is we actually are hearing the music. Right. We just heard Chad's voice. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to toss to a break. And so we're going to have some rough, trans, rough landings probably. I'm just warning y'all now. It's also going to be hard because I'm going to want to sing along because like I can hear that beat drop in my ears right now and there's just something in me that has to sing. Hey, Eddie, are I'm you going to do director's commentary over, <laughs> over the interviews? Yeah. Well, I like what Lauren's about to say yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have asked that. But, uh, <laughs> I would have asked it this way. Anyhow, keep going. So keep so going. people kind of feel like they're hanging out with us for a couple hours each week. Today, we all we are. We are. We're, we're all just going to listen to the show together. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing the same... This is not compelling. Well, we're live, so I'm wearing the same clothes. Okay. Now that I will be when you listen to the show, so that really brings it home, huh? That, that's, <laughs> wow, we just saw good, good point. Eddie, Eddie had that pre-scripted on a note. You're like, note make to the shirt. Make idea. sure to tell them you're wearing the same clothes. That'll really make this a three-dimensional. This is the kind of content you're in for today. <laughs> so, so we don't have a bleep button, so that's going to be something that everybody's a little bit nervous for about. Eddie, yeah. I'm, I'm do very, or do not. I'm very. We do not. Do not. Ooh. I'm do not. very prepared. I have all my little things to say because mm-hmm. usually after we're done recording. I'll come in and then I'll record the bumps and the you just heard and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it's all it's all a thing. Okay, so that's one reason why this is a special show, and it might be special like in quotes because of that, you know. But the special, other reason why like, this is a special yeah. show and actually special, we're excited. Joy is back on the Skype line from Poland, Oregon. Joy Egrich is back from sabbatical. Oh, Hi. Uh, oh. We are howdy ho! Wow, oh, that's what I came with. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I have been sitting here thinking, what am I going to greet everyone with? And that's what came out of my mouth. <laughs> and we can't go back. Nope, there's no going back today. With howdy ho, Joy! I'm happy that you're back. Yeah, thank you. We really missed you. you. We did. Thanks. We but did. man, the pressure of uh, no editing, I feel like I might just go mute for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> or off the rails. Okay, so so we want to know. I mean, you came on the show for a little bit a few weeks ago and gave us a little taste of what sabbatical was like. Uh, now that you're back, now that you've completed your mission, what was sabbatical like? I mean, I think my answer is still a little bit the same, like what you told me before I left. I mean, I still don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Although, a pr- I will say for our Canada friends, I'm going to be on Canada television all next week. Why? Wow. So, what show? What are you doing? Um, I'm co-hosting the 100 Huntley. Oh, yeah. It's like a, yeah. What in the so, world? Well, that's I very I bet you'll cool. be great at that. That's interesting. Thanks. I've never done anything like that before. So well, I'm th- like, apparently I have to read three books by Monday because I'm interviewing people. Well, Joy, look, this is great <laughs> wow. practice for you because I'm sure live TV is even more unforgiving than live podcasting. Yeah, that's the thing is I didn't know it was live until like a couple, like half the show's pre-recorded and half the show's live. And no. Like, oh boy, they're taking a big risk. <laughs> You're going to do live television across Canada? And I've never done television hosting before. <laughs> Who's co-hosting with you? Um, the main guy. Huntley? Ooh. Oh, you don't know the main guy's <laughs> name, do you? Donnie 100. That's it. Donnie 100. It's Bob Huntley. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna Mr. Do a good... Huntley himself. Are you going to be interviewing people? Yeah, three people. You're three very good awesome. at that, though, so that'll be natural. Who, who are you. the people? Oh, boy. <laughs> is, I, I, I'm going to tune into this. How can I get yeah. this Canadian channel? Yeah. I'm sure it's streaming online. Yeah. I do want to watch. Yeah. So you don't it's, know who you're hosting with. Online. You don't know who you're interviewing. Do you know what you're wearing? Have you picked out your outfits yet? No, and I have to bring six outfits. What in the that's world? Why, 
That's why I got to go right after slices because I got to start packing. Where are you going to head? Like <laughs> Banana Republic or something? <laughs> what? I don't know where you shop. I don't know where girls shop for clothing. No, no. I don't know. Bur- I, I sell clothes that were in high school. Moomoo's are us. <laughs> yeah, I can't wear Moomoo's on, on air. I mean, they haven't specifically said that, but I would guess, right? Yeah, it's not. It's just implied. Yeah. <laughs> I think by, any, by public decorum, it's implied. Just if you're just, in public, you're fine. not supposed to wear Moomoo's. Yeah, once the word TV comes into the equation, oh, so Moomoo's out of the equation. But wouldn't that be one of those? I, mean, I didn't see it in any of the bylines, so uh, I went with it. We've talked about this before, though. Just, I would love, that would be an article of clothing, that if it came back and all of a sudden was cool, wouldn't that be great? Moomoo's? Wake up. Just put it's on that back. thing. She, a pair. she wears them seven days a week. I understand so that joy If does. they came back. You're, you're saying <laughs> if they come back for men as if they were ever a thing? Wait, yeah, they yeah, were never, yeah. Are I'm you waiting, going back to Roman times? No, I'm waiting for some sort of clothing thing where I don't have to think about it. Like a mechanics onesie. We've talked about well, this. Well, like the future. Like like the Seinfeld bit about right. the great thing about the future is everyone's right. wearing that silver outfit with the big triangle collar. Yeah. Everybody's everybody, wearing it. Everybody, you know? That's what I'm waiting for. Like the, the, that's the greatest thing about the vision of the future is there's no wardrobe. I think I, I think oh. I have under a year before I crack and do the uniform thing though, where Wait, I'm wearing the exact same thing every day all the time. But you wear. I mean, maybe slight variations. You essentially wear one thing. I know. Thing. I'm like merging into it, but there's still some decisions to be made. But, but do you want pale blue or no, I want off this, white? This shirt. I yeah. want this shirt and probably, I don't know what the so, pants So be. before you go, what, I call, what I call full earnest. Like, like, remember that earnest movie where he opens a closet yeah. right. and it's the same thing. Like Ernest had it figured out. Yeah. In Steve a lot Jobs, of ways. Steve right. Jobs Steve had Jobs. wore the same thing. All Huey the time. Herman. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg suit? wears his gray T-shirt every day. Yeah, uh, Joy. Yeah, <laughs> with just a yellow sweatshirt and. Yeah, no. That's what I was gonna say, Eddie. You work from home a lot, right? I do. Okay, so this is what I do, and it's so easy: is you wake up in the morning, you don't want to think about what to put on, and if you don't actually have something that yeah. you have to dress up for, just wear like workout clothes, yoga pants if you want, Nailed every it. day, mm-hmm. and then one, it's comfortable. Two, you don't have to think. And three, when you are out and about, people think you're athletic by default. No, they don't. Not yeah. well. They may with you, but they don't with me. <laughs> they don't, they're all like, "Wow, Did you just that come guy. from a game of handball." In, <laughs> handball. I don't know how to play handball. I guess we don't really have to talk about the rules of handball right now. But I've never really understood it. Do you really play Isn't with it your racquetball hand? without a racket? How would, could you do that? Wouldn't that hurt? Yeah, it's you a different gloves. ball though, and you're a little closer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cameron, do you dabble? Uh, I, I've dabbled. I mean, I've been at like summer camps where there's a handball court. Yeah, I play racquetball almost every day. Do you I, really? Yeah, I do. I love it. It's my favorite. But I've never played handball or seen anybody. You know, play my it. dad's passionate about racquetball. Yeah, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah. I don't want to because I I've heard about like he has a, a court set up in his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. so passionate about it when they built their offices back in the early '90s that he built a racquetball court, <laughs> and he plays employees, and I and I fully assume it's a way to show dominance can over you, them. Can you, so, can so, he so knock like, you out as a child? No, no, yeah, yeah. But you oh, got to totally. tell the, my favorite thing though is the last game you play with your dad. Oh yeah, no, I I I, I beat him in <laughs> yeah. the first. You play like three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the first one, I beat him, and I walked out, and never played him again. Gosh. I went out on a Cameron, let me ask you this. How many nights since then do you think your dad, I mean, this is like a weekly thing, monthly, that he's lying in bed (laughs) and he's just like tossing and turning in a cold sweat and just jumps up in the bed. And he's thinking about that game. That game. Like, why won't he? You know, you, your, mom, your mom comes downstairs. What are you doing up at this time? He's restringing the racket. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's like, I want a rematch. He's got it. He's got like one of the whiteboards and he's like drawing X's and O's all over it and doing the moves. He's like, he cut right. I hit the ball left. I knew there was back. I should have 
ever since. Well, I now I'm moved. just waiting it out because that was actually when I was just after college. So it was the early. I mean, it was like you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So now I'm waiting him out. So age. Like he gets too old yeah, and yeah. decrepit, and yeah. then I'll play him again just to throw him the bone right. so he can die at peace. You know what I'm saying? I don't saying? know. Those old guys at the racquetball court. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying I'm waiting until he's past, past that. Because okay. right now he's, in his, yeah, right yeah, now he's yeah. in his old guy prime yeah. where he can stand middle of the court just, and just boom. destroy you in yeah. the corners. The, the, the other strategy is you wait till he gets the flu and be like, <laughs> and be like, <laughs> where he's just like, wait till a really bad flu season yeah. and he's got it, you yeah. know? And you just be like, hey, dad, you won't believe this. I got a free afternoon. This yeah. never happens. Yeah. Literally never happens. I don't know when the next one will be in a couple of years. Why don't we hit the racquetball court? <laughs> and that's the day you dominate him again. Because he can't say no because it's been haunting But I'll wait until he's like upper 60s and with the flu. Oh, yeah. And then I got him. It's all just, yeah. I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible scene for him. And then you crush him one yeah. more time. <laughs> one more time. And I was like, see, this is why I didn't want to play you for the last 20 years. Because I know yeah. this is your thing. And I don't want to take it from you. I hope my kids love me this way when I <laughs> when <they> get older. <laughs> speaking of, weak. Speaking yeah. of family, I, I uh, uh, before I went to London uh, to get ready for London, you know they have the London Eye there. You know, yeah. the, the, uh, we just last week Nick Walenda helped kick off the opening of the of the Orlando Eye, right? Same company and stuff. And so uh, right before I left for London, I wonder how many companies there are doing that kind of work in the world. Uh, Ferris wheels, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some, but this is Merlin Attractions. They do like that Madame Tussauds Wax Museum okay. and all that. It's oh, like a I British see. company. It's a whole to do. Yeah, and they have Legoland. That's the same company. Love it. Uh, anyway, so Cohen and I went to the Orlando Eye yeah. on Friday night before I left town. And uh, we were among the first people to go up on it. It was like a preview night because it didn't open uh, for a few days. And so we were on there and it was kind of cool. I mean, yeah. you know, going up and we were, uh, uh, the, the family thing made me think of this family. Yeah. So put a pin on that. So we were <laughs> up at the very top yeah. of, of the eye. It takes about 20 minutes, you know. Really? Uh, well, it's a 20 minute circle. Okay. So it's maybe 10 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. now that's up. a question. You only go around one time? One time. And do they, do are they always loading it, it? Does it dangle? Or well, you, I mean, those things are free. Free. So, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, there's like you can eight get a or ten of you in a capsule. Oh and it's my a gosh. full glass, full glass, floor oh. to ceiling capsule, like a little space capsule, right? Oh, I just yeah. got cold. I just, yeah. I'm so You're like, everybody stand on this side, and then we all run to the other side. <laughs> yeah, right. You could totally do that. You could totally do that. I mean, like, if you lean too far, you could feel oh it kind of lean. Oh, my gosh. And so you go <laughs> up 400 feet, you know, and then, and so we're at the very top, about 10 minutes up. The very top, and we timed it perfectly. The sun was setting. Oh wow! Oh, I mean, very literally setting, just like just peeking over the horizon. Oh, my the sky was blue and pink, and of course, I'm on that side, uh, you know, where that window is. Yeah. And I'm right. taking a picture. Right. I'm thinking Instagram. I don't no hashtag no filter. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and so because this is a funny thing about Instagram, no one's ever posted a picture of a sunset before. Right. Hey, nobody's done it from the Orlando Eye. I'm just interesting. It's just the wing of the airplane. I see. Hey, I did one of those on the way back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so we're up there and so again there's eight or ten of us and i'm standing there and because this is the side that the the sun's setting there's several of us kind of like shoulder to shoulder kind of trying to grab that shot you yeah know? yeah and as i'm taking the picture the guy standing immediately on my right like touching me proposes to his girlfriend oh like i hear the whole thing yeah oh i'm standing right there like i could have tapped turn? her Right. He, yeah, he like turned to her and he like is bumping up against me you're, to propose yeah, to his you're girlfriend. In like a no, but did you get... turn and look or did you act like it wasn't happening? I acted like it wasn't happening. And then <laughs> to my, then all I hear is just groping and slurping oh. for the next 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Cohen, my five-year-old son, oh is standing right there, you know, wide-eyed, like, wow, like, what are they doing? <laughs> and I could hear her kind of like whisper in his ear and I'd hear him because he's right next to me. I don't care. 
And you go back to, you know. I don't care. Yeah. Well, like, she's probably saying, like, people are watching or something. And he's like, I don't care. Oh, I don't and care. And he, he went in again. Oh, And I it got was it. like 10 straight minutes of She's this. like, no, I won't marry you. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a weird proposal. Yeah, I would have. That, that's a red flag for me. That, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely my, not. You know what I'm saying? Me. I mean, I get that you're trying to do, like, uh, the sunset, Orlando, I think. But you know what? The tickets were like 10 bucks. Yeah. Buy eight. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you just reserve buy the all capsule? Of them? Yeah, reserve Tell the, the manager, hey, here's what I'm going to do yeah. while she's in the restroom. Hey, here's what I'm going to do. Can we get on our own capsule? Yeah. I'll pay for it. No problem. No problem. Of course we can. Sir, that's an amazing thing. We want those types of stories here. Yeah. No, he's in a crammed capsule with my five year old son watching his incredibly inappropriate PDA. <laughs> because Next he, to a guy that's about to talk about it on the air in front of him. <laughs> like, he does lie. not know. Right? Yeah. Well, the, the other thing, like, if you buy an engagement ring, What's an extra seventy bucks to right. buy the whole point, capsule? You're, I don't know how much they cost, but you're pretty well in it. What's yeah. a, what's a, yeah. what's an Orlando Eye capsule, right? <laughs> yeah, on top. Of, yeah, what's a solo ride on the Orlando Eye compared to the price yeah, of a seventy right. seventy bucks? He could have bought up all the other seats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. Also, I think it's cute to propose on the Orlando Eye, but I don't. You think that's going to be the most proposed place in yeah, Orlando I, I, at this point? But but Probably. here. Have you, you guys have been to Rockefeller Center, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and yes. it, there's people skating down on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are literally, if you were there for 10 minutes, there's going to be a proposal. Right in the middle of the range. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if I ever do it, I don't care who I'm with. I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and the whole. <laughs> you, you're married wait, 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 already. Wait. Yeah. You're married already. You're probably not going to. Well, I'm just saying like if I'm there with, you know. Your second wife? Well, just, just if I'm like, <laughs> if, ever, become if I'm ever in New York, if you yeah, become yeah. more, even even if I just meet someone in line, yeah. and I'm just like, I just want to do this for the story of like right. ice skating, right? And there's no proposals because I've been there. Listen, let, just listen to me for one second. I'm listening. I've been there when a proposal happens. Okay. The place erupts. People, you know, like in the little restaurant, they, they put down, they start clapping. It's a moment. They can say, I went to Rockefeller Center and there was like engagement on the ice. If I was out there skating uh-huh. and there's no proposal happening, I want those tourists to come away with the story. Hopefully it'd be Dana, but if it'd be someone else, like if there's some other solo like person, I'd be like, hey, listen, I don't know you. Let's give these people a story they're going to remember. I'm going to go down the center ice. Yeah. You know, I'm going to mouth a few words. We're going to do a fake Eiffel proposal. Yeah. No, what? you didn't. Well, it wasn't like we kind of, at the last minute, we kind of chickened out, but my, I was with my friend Jenna and we kept like, you're in line forever. And we kept passing these two guys that were kind of like smiling at us. And so Hello. we kind of like finally started talking to them. And then when we got to the top, Jenna and I were like, how sweet would it be if we had like photos of being proposed to on top of the Eiffel Tower? So we went and found those two guys and we were like, would you guys mind like each getting on a knee so we can take a photo? And they're like, these chicks are crazy. They they did. And then they were like, they asked us to like hang out and we were like, no, bye. (laughs) You're like, as if, yeah, they're like, no, that was too forward. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who do you think we are? Yeah. What are we animals? You can propose to us, but we're not going to spend time with you. But you're giving the gift of a story to everyone. Right. But you know what though? Being trapped, because then you got another 10 minutes with the people. It's just, it was a little, it was a little awkward. It's a little close. Did you ever say like congratulations or hey? No, everybody me... was really weirded out. And not that the proposal happened. What they did for the next ten minutes? Yeah. They yeah. did. It's they, the making out part. Because if they had just engaged and loud, then they like hugged, ag- it would have been like a, oh, it that's was loud, sweet. aggressive making out. It was yeah. sloppy <laughs> making yeah. out. Yeah, you know making imitation sound. No, 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 no. I'll take out my ears. For, I hate mouth noises. It was it was the most uncomfortable thing. You took something that could have been special and pure and made, made it, it just made it awkward, just weird and dirty. And my kid 
is having to like stand right there crammed up next to you. And sweet Cohen, he is just the sweetest boy. <laughs> I do not want him saying that. Yeah, and I don't want him saying that either. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Be aware. I think that's what she was whispering to him. Like, there's children here. And he you did. Know. But I he was care, just so enraptured, care, enraptured by the moment. Man, I love you. Girl, I love you. I have no Woo! segue. To, I have no segue to get out of this. I, 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 have, I actually have a question okay. about uh, public... Etiquette yes. and children, and you guys are all fathers, so maybe I'm a terrible person, but I just went and saw the Avengers movie, yes. which is really good, by the way. Yes. Have you guys seen it? No, no, Mm-mm. we're all fathers. Oh. What we're all fathers, no time, everybody's okay. sleeping. Well, you are fathers, <laughs> yes. and I, okay, so in the movie theater, there was like a family with a few kids. And I get this, like the Avengers, it's like superheroes, you know, kids are excited, but this kid was like screaming and laughing and yelling throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, sometimes I've been in theaters and like there's a collective, like people talk at the screen and it's fun, but there was just one kid and he was like really loud. And would you as a parent have just like let your kid continue doing that? Or would you have told them to like, was I terrible for being like, I how, wish the parent How old was me. the kid? That's a question. Um, Probably like. I mean, I only did a couple of the like lookovers twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but in the dark, he looked like he was probably like eight. Okay. I feel like if if they were really like engaging with the movie in a way that's not just trying to be like, what's that? It's what? not like they're seeing Schindler's List or something, you know, like a serious <laughs> movie. Right, it's like right, right. you know, yeah, it's the Avengers. Like, who cares? The kid's going nuts for Iron Man, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. That's why I felt like a bad. I was like, am I a terrible human being? But it was also like made it so hard for me to focus on the really serious. No, film. I, I had the same experience, kind of with uh, Captain America, which mm-hmm. was a very violent film, like mm-hmm. really aggressively violent, like just like surprisingly so. And and the family next to me had like brought like a three-year-old and a five-year-old to it and it was at night and the kids were like freaking out because they were way too immature for this kind of movie and and the parents didn't do anything about it like you would think they they would go oh wow this is more intense than we thought maybe not a great idea because the kids were like reacting like that but it wasn't a fun thing like an eight-year-old yeah it was like a three-year-old was terrified you know yeah i feel like i would just i would have tried to keep them at a respectful lull but i wouldn't have tried to silence them i don't feel like they have to be quiet in a movie but there's some there's some line that's crossed where you just know it's like oh this is just wrecking everyone else's experience and i should say too for the sake of not being schindler's list is a seinfeld throwback i know camera yeah not not just it's also a very regret this live i've never seen it (laughs) regret in this live show aren't you yeah I'll say, say if without the context of that being Seinfeld, that would be looks a very like, appropriate. Looks thing like to say. you're the new Eddie. How yeah. about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is actually a decent segue. It's time for entertainment releases. Uh, music, music coming out uh, Tuesday, May twelfth. Abandoned Kansas is coming out with Alligator. I believe that album is streaming right now on the Drop at Relevant. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people have been checking it out yeah. lately. I've seen other podcasts tweeting about it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice of them. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, ASAP Rocky is coming out with At Long Last. ASAP. Uh, David Duchovny is coming out with Hell or High Water, and I don't... Not, not the David. I don't know. Really? Because that would be a great nice. name for a band. It would David be. David Duchovny. Awesome. Know? With no, I, nothing in it, don't misspell it, just yeah. exactly it's like... Spelled, it's spelled exactly <laughs> like the actor. So I, it's think either, it, I think it is the actor. This is either like a Hasselhoff situation, right? or it's a very... I, I gotta feel like it's a band. Yeah. There's no way for us to find out, so we'll just see what... <laughs> well, on May 12th, we can find out. Yeah, I, I got plans. Mia Fieldis is coming out with Ashes, his worship album. Planet Shakers uh, is coming out with Outback Worship Sessions. And The Tallest Man on Earth is coming out with Dark Bird is Home. That's a great album. Yeah. Outback, like outside your house or like next to a Bloomin' Onion? Uh, Bloomin' Onion. 
Good. Because they're they're from that part of the world. That I will listen Planet to. Planet Shakers. Yep. yep. They, it sounds like Crocodile Dundee doing worship. <laughs> so compelling. Yeah. It's going to be so worshipful. A lot of didgeridoos. Yeah. <laughs> I like didgeridoos. Oh, Nailed hallelujah. it. <laughs> hey, you did a pretty good didgeridoo. Yeah, that good? Pretty good. Yeah, Is that your first time? Or you've been wor- no, did no, you work I've, on that I've, for three days? I've been workshopping didgeridoo, <laughs> waiting for the moment for Dana, it to come Dana, up. listen to this. Hang on. i got to get a mic, and you got to plug in headphones. Tell me this stuff. <laughs> pretty good, right? It's really good. By the way, can you remind me at some point? I have a brief Joe the neighbor update that I don't Ooh. know. I don't know when because I didn't. And, and when you're done with it, I also have a Joe the neighbor theory. Okay. Okay. Well, let me do the two movies coming out. Okay. And then okay. before we jump into slices. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. See, this is what we would have cleaned up in post. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so compelling, isn't it, everyone? Movies coming out on Friday, May fifteenth. Mad Max Fury Road Ooh, is coming out. Charlize Theron, uh, Tom Hardy, Nathan yeah. Jones. My kids are going to be going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Eve is a little too old, but Lucy's too. We're going to take her. She's going to love it. In the furthest reaches of our planet, in a dark desert landscape where humanity is broken and everyone is fighting for the necessities of life, there are two rebels who just might be able to restore order. Thomas the Train. You can start that out with, in a world where. Yeah, in a world. In a world. Uh, also coming out on the other end of the spectrum. So if couples are going to the theater, yeah. you guys can can break up and uh, meet up two hours later. Right. Pitch Perfect 2 is coming out. Oh. Yes. Anna Kendrick. Uh, the Barden Bellas enter an international acapella competition that no American team has ever won. Do you think they'll win it? Or once again, will we just leave disappointed? <laughs> like, oh, Canada won again. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Because that, that happens a lot. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I'm just Classic, Eddie. Classic. <laughs> All right. What's the Joe, Na- Joe the Neighbor update? For people who don't know, uh, Jesse's got a neighbor who lives a couple doors down. Uh, a very mysterious figure, very funny figure. Uh, larger than life, we don't know uh, his full story. And every once in a while, he does things that are so peculiar or says things that they show up here on the show. So apparently something's happened. What's going on? Yeah. So the other day, I'm out in the front yard. He is in his front yard, a couple houses down. And I hear, Jesse, you got to come over here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got something in the backyard you need to see. Yeah. This is not an opportunity I'm passing up. Yeah, no, if he says, I not. need to see it, I need to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Do you so, sometimes just go into your front yard in the hopes that he will call you over? Oh, uh, daily. Yeah. yeah. He's very friendly. So anytime he sees, you know. It takes Jesse 30 minutes to get the mail. Yeah. Just, he's just hanging out up there. So, so I, go, I go back there. And he's like, it's right over here. And he's got it like kind of tucked away in like a corner of the yard, like behind some stuff, you know. And we get back there and he goes, believe it or not, I got it for fifty dollars. <laughs> dollars. <laughs> it is a single three person jet ski that is 20 years old and he claims hasn't no. been started in six wow. years. But last time it did, it ran great. <laughs> no. He's like, Look, the trailer alone's Easily worth a hundred. And so he has acquired this jet ski. And it's going to just sit there forever. It, it does not look like it's in good shape, but he's pretty convinced. He's never worked on a jet ski before. <laughs> but, but he's, he's pretty it. convinced that he <laughs> that he can figure out the electronics of it. And he has asked me oh. to accompany him yes. on its maiden voyage. Yes, yes, because yes. it's really, it's really. to him. Because yeah. it's three people. It's a two-man job. You hey, I'm going to send my to. GoPro with you. And okay, you I'm, film that ride. I, I, I would. You're saying ride, but there's a good chance that we're going to putter. second journey the, into the middle of a lake where you then stop and swim back. <laughs> the, real, the, real reason, the real reason that I think he wants to invite me along is I don't know how good of a swimmer he is. And I think, no. I think it's more of a safety thing. 
Like, Jesse. Because we're going, we've decided where the voyage will take place. And there's an inlet right near our house. So we're going to drop it in the boat an ramp. ocean inlet. Yeah. Well, oh, it's kind of the mouth of Chesapeake Bay. We'll keep it in somewhat calm waters, but it's the easiest place there to get are to. currents and rip currents. Very powerful ones. Couldn't you try a little but lake? But the thing is. Even a pool might but, be. But, but here, <laughs> here's the issue. It's the closest boat ramp. And the trailer's not going to make it that far. Oh, no. <laughs> like the trailer's not in great shape. But and, it's worth $50. And he said, he told me that, <laughs> that there's been a the little snafu with registration on the whole thing. Meaning he's so, never taken it to be registered. So, so, we're, yeah. so it's getting, he was like, you know, you might need to follow me pretty close on the way to Marina so a cop doesn't pull behind us on the trailer. <laughs> no, did he really say that? Yeah, well, just for registration. We don't have to go through the hassle. We don't need, I don't need Uncle Sam <laughs> I telling me whether or not I love a this guy. jet ski is legal or not. No thanks. I love this No guy. thanks, I love Obama. I love that in, like, this in is, his mind, this he's gone through like Who's the who's the strongest guy in the neighborhood that can rescue me if I drown? And who's the other guy that doesn't care about legalities? Yeah, yeah. who's just gonna nod his head yes when I say follow close enough so that the cops don't pull me over? Yeah, no, I'm on it. Got it. But I'm just excited. I don't know what is long like best case scenario. He gets this jet ski, this 20 year old jet ski, yeah. in like great running condition. Is it just him out there, like just cruising around? Though I don't know what his long-term plan is, but he acted like this is gonna re- this is gonna change some things. But like <laughs> I've acquired this, I've acquired this jet ski, and things are gonna change. So like right now, this summer, this is my best go- summer ever. This is my golden ticket. <laughs> there is on a jet his ski. online dating profile, he's adding this edition. There so many is more a jet ski left. in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, like I, I'm not hopeful about its running condition because he took the tarp off and, and I, I inspected it. We both inspected it pretty thoroughly because this was a new is purchase. It, is it rough? <laughs> There's some tape and bungee cords involved oh, at the moment. Oh but, boy. <laughs> Jesse. But, the, I mean, all he's got is time and desire and he's not a guy that yeah, I would put, don't step on his dream. I was going to say, I'm not doubting him. So I we're going to take it out soon and, you know, I would love to get the GoPro. Yeah. Maybe we can film this little yeah. adventure yeah. Yeah. and I, you guys can finally meet him in person and we'll, we'll see... <laughs> Does the GoPro have audio equipment on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you put the waterproof case on it, though, it kind of muffles the mic. Yeah. But, uh, you know... Yeah, we can get the gist. Yeah, and that way, Jesse. if something, if, if we're never heard from again, maybe that GoPro will surface and people will know what became of us. Right. <laughs> They'll know how it happened. It, it would be, it's like Blair Witch Project. It would be, you know, like a, or open water or something. You know what I mean? Like I one think of those. That should be the next live stream podcast is just you live stream from the lake. I think my other favorite part of it, though, is that it's a three seater. He's invited you. He's definitely going to invite someone else. So whoever you're sandwiched in between is my other favorite part of this story. <laughs> I wonder how good a swimmer that person yeah. was. <laughs> right. Jesse, you're here to save both of us. But he was very excited about it if for good reason, and yeah. I'm pretty excited about it, too. Well, this summer, it's, I mean, time to make memories. Get out there. Get, it's, so what, what? Was your, what was your theory oh, well, my, my theory, and I'm going to work on this for years and prove it to be true, I think that Jesse is Joe the Neighbor. Oh. I think they're one and the same. I think this oh. is all... Like a fight club thing? Like, I don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah, that it's yeah, yeah. a different person? That's exactly right. I think you oh, are wow. completely legit- legitimate. I think at some like point, that. the stories and lives are going to merge, and we're going to go to Jesse's house, and we're going to see a hole in his front yard, oh. and a bunch of bananas in his house, and we're all just going to like back away quietly <laughs> and just get out of the house, and we will know. We'll, well know as, far, right. as far as I know, he's a different person. It could right. be just no, no, be no, no, we, personality. We I don't, you know, there I can't is, confirm that. Right, but. rule number one, there is no Joe the neighbor. Yeah, we get yeah. it. He was dead all along. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for your entertainment releases and Joe the neighbor updates. Stay nice tuned. Up next, slices. 
I like that. The song is moving to Brussels. That would be like my uh, proposal song. Like we'd be ice skating around Rockefeller Center with that song playing. That was it. I would propose. You're an Orlando iPod, <laughs> or the, the glass pot full of children. I wonder That's if they it. call them the iPods. The iPod. Oh. Really yeah. It's yeah. I'm go. scared of it. I don't want to do it. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard "Life in Film." The song is "Get Closer." I like that song too. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it's uh, it's time for slices. It's really weird that you're sitting right here. What do you have, Jesse? So I'm pretty excited about this story because it kind of is a real-life dream of mine to, to, to do something like this. I don't know if you guys heard, but this past week, uh, May 1st, mm-hmm. the world was introduced to the newest country. Oh, what? what? The Free Republic of—it's either called Lieberland or Liberland, uh, based on the idea of liberty. Oh. So oh, it was— no. <clears throat> Or, or Liberland. Liberland. Liber- yeah, Liber- that would make sense. Yeah. Liberland. Yeah. So, <laughs> or Liber, or Liber, whatever. It is the world's first, it is the world's newest micro nation. And basically, <laughs> this guy who was a, uh, a neighbor of yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of guy I would love. If I lived yeah. in the Czech Republic, I, I would have loved to have it's known this individual. In the file. His name's uh, Vit, something I can't pronounce. It's a, it's a Czechoslovakian name. But anyway, so he's an activist, a political activist in, in uh, the Czech Republic discontent with how things are going there. And he found out that there is an area between the borders of Croatia and I want to say Serbia that is technically no man's land. Like it's been disputed for a while, but it's not governed by any country. So he decided, he did a lot of research into what it would take to legally start his own country. And the first thing you need is land that doesn't belong to any country. So he identified this land. None. And then he went in and and he looked at international law. And evidently, it doesn't take that much. You have to have like a constitution. You have to have some permanent residence, which he's working on moving. $200 registration fee. It's like a three (laughs) square mile... It's like three square miles of forested land that he went and planted a flag in. Yes. And so this is like a week ago. He already has like an honorary consulate in Serbia. And legally, a lot of people are saying it sounds insane, but he may be in the clear to start his own country. I I love this guy. So he's already got. uh, And who would he pay? It doesn't cost anything. You just have to have residence. Yeah. Well, you have to have the land. Like you couldn't just say your front, like that episode of Family Guy, like Pretoria. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't just say my property is my own country. He found land that belonged to no country, claimed it as his own, and right now he's he has two hundred and eighty thousand people who have uh, requested citizenship. A lot of them are from countries where they're looking to, you know, like get some sort of status. Like, but. Uh, some of them are just interested in it as an experiment. It's basically like Ron Swanson created his own country. So the, his only rules for accepting you as a citizen is if you respect people's private property uh, and are okay with uh, voluntary taxes. So you don't have to pay taxes. Voluntary taxes. Yeah. So Ooh. he's going to say help basically like uh, – We want to put a road in. 
Yeah. He does a little Kickstarter for his. Yeah, exactly. Guy. If you live here, we'd appreciate some donations. Nothing's required. He has started, he has literally done what I feel like a lot of people have only dreamed about yeah. started your own country, your own rules, your own laws. Oh my so gosh. those two points are his constitution and then like his big signature he at also, the bottom. He also doesn't want people with a criminal history <laughs> or believing in any quote unquote extremist ideology. And so he said extremist ideology. He, yeah. That's so like, he's that's vetting every person like yeah, having interviews. Well, that's the problem. He yeah. he released a statement that said the immigration office, which is his laptop, is currently overwhelmed with applications <laughs> at the moment. So he's only he's granted like seventy eight hundred people citizenship at this point. Seventy eight hundred. But this is like in a week but but and, how, and here's how, the thing like, what's on the extremists yeah. i mean not, not all of them are going to be permanent residents okay okay and there's <laughs> and there's currently no sewage no utilities no roads it's, yeah, just, no, it's just in the woods well, yeah. and no wi-fi so like how's he doing he, he, well the consulate in serbia has given him a little office space to work out i guess they want they see it as well at least they can be croatia has blocked off the border and isn't letting anyone in or out from their side serbia is like well What's the worst that go wrong? Right. We, you know, I mean, like, let's not start. This is either an ally or an enemy. We're basically <laughs> we're basically starting a KOA. I mean, that seems like what they're doing. A, a campsite? Yes, yeah, yeah. a campsite, yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening. Here's but, my question, and I would be Googling this if I wasn't on the podcast. Are there other places in the world that are no man's land? Well, there are other micronations. Uh, really? One of them <laughs> one of them is an old, like, plat, like, sea, it's called a sea land or, or sea land or something. So this guy basically found this platform, like, a few miles off the coast of the UK. Yeah. That was used. Normally or, called an island? No, no, no. It was a man-made, <laughs> like, platform. Like an oil rig? Yeah, oh, it's, it's sort oh, of like two oil rigs put together with... With all these helicopter landing pads put all over it that was put there during like cool. World War II for you know like a fuel stop for helicopters and stuff and it was abandoned for like decades right so he went out there and it was abandoned for so long that it was essentially just a platform in the middle of the ocean that no one claimed anymore so he went out there planted a flag on it and he's operated the micronation of sealand for a few decades now so there are wow. other micronations and they're sort of in these like legally hazy areas you know um wow. but this one they could say is the first one that actually looks like it has a shot of being internationally recognized and it wouldn't even you know vatican city is its own technical country but this guy may have just established his own country he can do his own laws he can do whatever he wants wow so i would let no one in you, you know this happened in the u.s one time, uh, oh. there's only one person in the history of our country that's ever tried to claim U.S. soil as an autonomous country, and that was King James Strang, my ancestor. How, how did it work out for old King Strang? What? King, King Strang, um, it was, he was a Mormon, and it was when uh, Joseph Smith was, you know, whatever, there was, a, there was Brigham Young, mm -hmm. and King Strang kind of like... There was a church split, and he took. Is this real? This is real. Yeah, like self-proclaimed king who yes. dubbed him well, as no, king. No, no, well, no. So his name is James Strang, and so he took his his followers. There's twelve thousand followers, and they went up to Michigan, and he went to Beaver Island in Michigan and proclaimed it a sovereign land that he was king of, and uh, and so it's a real place. It's still there. Absolutely, and he reigned for six years as his crowned king uh, of Beaver Island in, in Michigan. <laughs> 
And then he was murdered in 1856 <laughs> by his own followers when he was trying to get them to pay tithes. hi So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, wow. maybe it's good that this guy's taking the voluntary tax right. approach right, right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so but, this is my question for you, Cameron. Do you see Relevant Magazine as your Beaver Island? <laughs> <laughs> Every time we come in, we have to bow to you and pay you some sort of... <laughs> and now we're about goat. to murder him. I'm just saying, you know, it's like uh, dreamers and doers. These Exa- guys. Exactly. <laughs> dreamers and doers. A lot of people would say, I want, like, like, for me, if I would have said, look, I'm going to want to be a president one day. Like, I want to be recognized yeah, for my world. You want to go through the hard work of the U.S. system. <laughs> Boring. Elections? It's going to be a billion dollar Debates? election. Oh, that no, is, what a nightmare. You. What a snore. No, thanks. <laughs> Let me go hike through the borders of Serbia yeah. and find three miles of unclaimed <laughs> land and plant a sweet flag. Dunzo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I got to say, I, f- I feel like I want in my head. I feel like this guy's a little bit like off his rocker. No, originally it was he did it as a stunt to what happened was he originally wanted to figure out a creative way to draw attention to some political issues. And so he thought this would be a funny way to get some attention. And I can say the laws are bad in my country because XXX. Uh-huh. But it worked out where they're like, no, dude, you actually might be in the clear to do this thing. Oh, gosh. So he's like a rational person. Right. But it's kind of fallen into his lap here. Sort of like once you realize you can do it, how can you not? You're like, well, well he's rational yeah. for now. Now that he has all the power. Right, <laughs> right now, yeah. there's only two official. Uh, initially, there was only two official sis, uh, people in their democracy. His roommate and his girlfriend Love who him. voted him president. <laughs> Love him. Immediately, the power has gone to his head because he's got 300,000 people lining up to be citizens. So He just added a third point to the Constitution that they have to call him king. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it. like that show, The Last Man on Earth, where uh, he, yeah. he proclaims himself president. Yeah. And, and I, I can't believe there was someone in your family, yeah. King Strang. King Strang. He, that is just <laughs> awesome. The, the story of King Strang is actually very long. Twisted and crazy. I mean, he was like a, he was a lawyer. He was a doctor. He was a, a, a sect leader. He 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 was he was shot many times and lived another twenty years. I mean, like the, the story is unbelievable. And I think uh, this needs know. to be a feature article in the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Following King Strang. King Strang. There you go. How long was he? How long was he king? king officially, of six years. years. Six years. That's not a bad run. Yeah. I know. No. It's like what if you're the U.S. military? What are you doing? I mean, do you like? I mean, what are you gonna invade? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it's just a weirdo. I mean, how like, they kill him? Uh, his own followers uh, shot him in the back when he was going around demanding that they pay tithes door to door. So no way. Yeah. Well, I would immediately. And he lived another like several years after he was shot in the back. Um, but that's what but eventually that's what did him killed him. Yeah. Well, my first act would be to build a sweet fortified compound where I could just look down on my followers and yeah. shout at them. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's the, that's in the playbook. Oh, and he also uh, served uh, two terms in the Michigan House of Representatives. So, yeah. well, all he, coming together. He was an attorney, an educator, a lecturer, a newspaper editor, a Baptist minister, the Mormon sect leader. Uh, he was a correspondent whoa, for the whoa. New York Wait. Tribune whoa, and whoa, an whoa. amateur scientist. Did he 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 grew up Baptist and then converted to Mormonism to become king or? Uh, well, it's because he wanted to have a polygamous lifestyle, and so he uh, converted to Mormonism. Oh boy! Yeah, Cameron, you make so much more sense. It's uh, oh. the, the followers. <laughs> the followers of him were called Strangites. And, <laughs> this is so and, and they were a version of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So they were Mormons. So they were Strangite Mormons. Strangites. <clears throat> and the other followers uh, went to you know follow Brigham Young and became Brighamites. And uh, there you go. See, mine would my land would be built on around the idea that there are certain things that shouldn't be illegal. Like, you know, my slogan would be fireworks. 
flying boat toys, mm-hmm. those old three-wheel ATVs that tip over real easily. Right. Like things that you're not allowed to get anymore, bring them over to, to Liberland and we'll, we'll, we'll have, just have fun together. Everyone knows the risk, you know? Okay, so this is, oh, I'm sorry, I kind of misrepresented yeah. his assassination. So he made many foes. Shocking. Yeah. You know, one of those uh, among his followers uh, was Thomas Bedford, who had been flogged oh. for adultery on Strang's orders. And so he was he was resentful to the king. OK. And then there were a couple other guys uh, had been excommunicated for drunkenness and other other things. And so there was a couple of guys that were just really mad at the king, you know. And uh, and then uh, the king came around and uh, was collecting money uh, to blackmail these guys. He was blackmailing these guys uh, to pay his numerous bad debts. So then he decreed, Strang decreed that female Strangites must now wear bloomers, which just added fuel to the fire for bloomers. these guys and wait, other wait, 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 are, are they on a cheerleading squad? Yeah, what, is a, like, what is a bloomer? I'm sorry. It's I, like those little puffy pants you wear under your dress. So these guys All procured right. pistols and were pra- target practicing, which word got to Strang. And so they, that, that, that they, they had him in, his sight, in their sights. And so then uh, he said, we, better, we uh, laugh with bitter scorn at these threats, he wrote in the newspaper just days before his murder. And then uh, he didn't employ a bodyguard. He refused to carry a firearm. And uh, on, on Monday, June 16th, 1856, uh, he was uh, at the dock of Beaver Islands Harbor and uh, the chief uh, city of, uh, of St. James, the chief city of Beaver Island. And uh, he was shot in the back by those guys. And, uh, wow! There For you your first, that he was like so pro polygamy and like, oh, you had an affair, we're gonna flog you. Yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> hey, well, he's, he's king. He can do what he wants. He's got principles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, also, that was a great slice. You uh, really, really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little genealogy, yeah. ancestry.com. Uh, Joy, what do you have? Okay. Um, so there's a few layers to this one. Um, a news <laughs> team in Albuquerque, New Mexico, must have been pretty board because they had a scientist um, take swabs of men's beards mm. and um, find out how dirty they were. And so the the title of their piece was Some Beards Are, are As Dirty As Toilets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that why all week I've seen headlines, men uh, with beards have poop on their face? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so I think I think Albuquerque, New Mexico, I think they broke the story. Okay. So they're, they're the real heroes of this. Um, but what's confusing to me is that, I mean, you guys know, I love beards. Um, but they're like, what did we? Well, she's in Portland. Yeah. I, every man I've dated, I make grow a beard. (laughs) What a, what a, what a treat that is. I'm like, I'm like King Strang. I I like your facial structure, but I want it hidden from view. Get your boomers on and grow that beard. Yeah. That that jawline. No, thank you. I need that face to be filthy all the time. You are beautiful, but not scratchy enough. <laughs> what about a, what if a guy can't grow a beard? Because some guys just don't really have like beard faces. Undateable. Undateable. Right. There's a book called Undateable. No, I, w- I would venture to say, I mean, I think we're all agree unlovable. Yeah. <laughs> can't even. Who could ever learn to love? <laughs> who, who could learn to love Wait, someone that can't grow a beard? All of you guys can't grow beards? No, we all can. No, no, I, no. I we, we're, never, we're very you, well you loved by the I don't think I could. You've got all enough scruff there. To I think like it's another thin and two... patchy. I can't even connect around the lips thing here. I can't. I don't think I can do it. Guys, you would have facial hair. I just challenge you all to try. I couldn't grow like a full lustrous beard. Like a David Crowder beard? You couldn't do that? No, no, I couldn't. It would just look like Junkie. Like, like the sketchy Leonardo DiCaprio beard. <laughs> like that, it just says, I don't care. Yeah. 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 I think we could all pull that off. Yeah. And he's got a nice man bun right now, too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. What do you think about that? Oh, love it. Love it. You do? Yeah, come on. I like dirty. Oh, you are a fascinating person. So, you so like- anyway, about this study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We mean, she okay, means dirty so like granola. I was not, trying desperately to be like, Not okay. like the guy in the Orlando Eye. Not, not like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what Joy wants. Orlando iPod proposal let's just, dirty. Let's just get in a, go, like a group I of picture, people. I don't picture the... The guy in the Orlando eye is having like a beard or I feel like he had one of those collared shirts where you flip up the, the sleeves and it's like a different paisley pattern. Like Cam from Family. Interesting. Uh, yes. no, no, it wasn't. He was very redneck. He was oh, a redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. This is no editing. Like, the, sort, the sort of person who would be at Six Flags normally. Let's all remember we're not editing this show. Yeah. We're Live heading, show. We're Live show. <laughs> <laughs> and our next sponsor, Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyways, but... I I was drawn to this research because of the beers, obviously, but then there's just, I'm also, I can be really skeptical of research and it's not even like a super long article, but the guy, John Golobic, he's the Mm. uh, diagnostics microbiologist. He's like, oh, the results blew my mind. And he was just saying some of the things that he found would be things uh, that you'd find in fecal matter and that like some of what you found like would cause urinary tract infections. And if this was found in water that, um, they would have, the city would have to shut down the water system for disinfecting. So he's saying all these dramatic things, but then he's also like, but you probably won't get sick by it. Because so, your beard doesn't go into your yeah, mouth. But isn't that like everything? Couldn't you like examine like hair? Yeah, or like all like a dollar bill, right? It's so filthy, but it's not like you're just yeah. going around getting sick from well, your well, money. Well, the only thing is, too, he only tested the beards of plumbers. And it was just <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. sample, you know. You know. hobos. Well, plumbers his recommendation was thorough beard scrubbing. I mean, hobo beards are dirty. I mean, we, you can't. That's right. Oh Not edit. Oh. Quote. Got to edit that. <laughs> beards are dirty. Um, nice but job, I also Cam. just want to say on air that I feel like on some level the guys with beards might be healthier though because sometimes if you don't wash your hands, that's yeah, you good. Build it resistance. like builds up yeah. your immunity. Yeah. Okay. What? So don't always wash your beard. <laughs> you are, you are a fascinating person. I am glad you're back on the that show. That is my slide. <laughs> I, I, I cannot argue with that logic. <laughs> that is that is airtight. Well you know, done. I, I regularly just eat beard shavings just to build <laughs> to build my immune system. Right. Like some people are into this oil, like, essential oils, you yeah, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, 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 I just I just eat beard other shavings like on your salad or something. Yeah, just, a little parmesan and a little beard shaving. <laughs> yeah, listen, they, I'm kind of fighting a cold. Do you, do you guys have any uh, old dirty plumber beard? shavings but don't they clean their beards like why don't they just clean their beards is that no, not that's what mis- I'm saying. I'm, that's what the this researcher recommended is a thorough beard scrubbing. But then my personal touch to the article was since I sometimes intentionally don't wash my hands to build up my immunity, maybe the beard guys should also know my opinion is don't always wash your beard because you'll be healthier. I, I understand. But doesn't every guy who has a beard who's taking a shower, when they get in the shower, they like scrub up no. their hair, scrub up their beard or put beard oil on it or something? Some of them, no. some of them just friend- get a little toilet water just splashed all there <laughs> around and good to go. That's disgusting. Ladies love this. No, my friend Dane, he has a huge beard and he literally doesn't use any shampoo, any soap or anything of the like on any part of his body. What? What? You can smell them from a mile away. Classic no, Dane. No, <laughs> all these products that we use. Here's my Portland. Oh, here on. we go. Oh, Come on, West Coast. 
Let's do it. They create a need for you to use yes. them more. So if you actually train your body not to use them, you won't need it. Yeah, everybody uh, smelled way better in the 1700s. Let's just yeah, ask well, the question. I, I, I will say this. The life expectancy of someone in the Middle Ages <laughs> proves your point. I mean, <laughs> who can argue with this logic? Just, I mean, the, just yeah. the Black Plague yeah. just sweeping across the land. We don't need to, we don't need to shower. The, t- the time of the Dark hands. Ages. Yeah. yeah. Joy, do you use uh, soap? What? Do you use soap, Joy? I do. I, I, my mother has encouraged me to do so. <laughs> can, the apple can only fall so far from the tree. Yeah. You still got to no, use soap. No, my, my brother does call Portland. He'll come here and he'll be like, this is the city of dirty, ugly people. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's funny. I've, I always find it fascinating, though. I, maybe we've talked about this. You can just shut me down. If we, when people uh, don't use washcloths, though, mm. they just use soap. Mm. Right, because I feel like if you don't use a washcloth, you have no abrasion, and how is the dirt loosening from the skin if you don't use something? Right. But I have plenty. Of, I know plenty of people that just use a bar of soap. I'm like, you're not really getting clean. It's just lipstick on a pig, my friend. Yeah, that is lipstick. <laughs> that is lipstick on a pig. All right, uh, the Sices, more you know. What do you have, Eddie? Okay, um, <laughs> lot, I, this is basically the science. This is Science Friday on the relevant podcast. <laughs> right, right. Well-rounded research from yeah, oh, wait, yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, we had a history lesson. I have We're basically a, Radio Lab right now. I have a pretty, <laughs> I have a pretty short uh, slice that's mostly just the headline of the slice. I need to throw out there. We need to discuss this, and then we need to figure out how to shut it down. The headline is, Robotic Chimp Could One Day Roam the Moon. <laughs> how are you guys feeling about that? Uh, so basically, there is, uh, there's a lot of science to this, which I'm not going to bore you with. Because Thank you. We've, we've, already, already, we've, already done, we've already covered the hardcore science so yeah. far. So there is renewed interest in exploring the moon. Why? I don't know. I would love to be on the moon, but I don't know why we would actually do it. But whatever. Another view. That's why you go on the Orlando Watch. Just Same beautiful. Yeah, you got someone to propose Baby, to. I just wanna I just wanna propose to you on the moon. Woo! <laughs> and I'll make out for hours. I don't hours. care if here. I don't care. I, I don't care if some robotic chimp is looking. Right. I just wanna I just wanna make out next to Neil Armstrong's footprint with you. It's I robotic love you. chimp is like, God, get our room. God, this is even for me, I'm a monkey robot. A baby and robotic got... chimp is like, Daddy, what's that? Away. <laughs> <laughs> is he hurting her? Um so basically this entire monkey is being designed because they want to study different um, methods of locomotion, um, which so they want to be able to have a creature that can stand on two legs, one that moves solidly on four feet, one that has a strong backbone. And so they've done all the research into the perfect animal that would um, allow them to study uh, on the moon, and they have chosen the monkey as the perfect animal because the monkey can basically do everything. And monkeys are the best. We, I mean, this is a fact. They're the coolest. Um, so uh, they are making a robotic monkey to go and do... Uh, studies on the moon I think it's the most terrifying thing that they could possibly create because one of those things oh oh and the other part that's terrible about this is they're they're teaching them to think so that the monkeys will like know like uh oh this is I mean I, I I think the computer programming will be a little more sophisticated than them saying uh oh but basically like if they're walking on four feet and it's not working they'll they'll rise up and start walking on two feet on the moon mm. and they're teaching these robotic monkeys to make this is how decisions. Transformers started yeah. This exactly. is what I'm saying. Dark of the moon. Well, and, and who's they? Is it NASA or like Joe yeah, the neighbor? It's the the, it's no, the the government of 
Yeah, micro library. Yeah, Liberia town. Whatever. They're off to no good over there. Yeah. I, Liberia is a real place. It's They're a, not it's the a, ones doing it. I said that and I was like, oh. well, the, it's the, a Russian <laughs> research agency, and please don't ask any more details about this the, place. The, the <laughs> best thing, though, is the dude whose like, job it is to like work on it every day. Yeah. He has the ultimate one up at like any barbecue. It's like, hey, Bill, what do you do? Oh, you're an accounting. Oh, cool. You know, you're a paralegal. Yeah, I'm making a robotic moon monkey. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's got its perks. Yeah, you know? well, I'm king of my own island, yeah. so, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and before you get too scared about the robotic monkey, you should also know it's able to make its own decisions and is not taking a shine to the human race. So, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, it it's... not where it's bloomers. Gonna abs- <laughs> no, we, we, we don't know a whole lot about moon monkeys, but uh, making a couple robot ones just to kind of see what happens. Yeah, know? yeah. They're really, really mean. Um, also taught him to use a, a sweet gun for no reason. Just thought it'd be awesome to watch him. Well, so he can entertain himself while he's out there doing a little target. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're masters at kung fu, and they're able to shoot uh, perfectly. So we're going to be fine. <laughs> That's why we're putting them on the moon. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, how's the paralegal stuff going? <laughs> yeah. how's, some, how's the biz? That's so funny. All right. So anyhow, just a warning for everyone. Lock right. your door. There you go. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Lauren Winner. You're listening to Leanne LaHavas. The song is Unstoppable. Well, this week's interview is brought to you by NatureBox. NatureBox ships tasty and guilt-free snacks right to your door with over 100 flavors to choose from like Asiago and cheddar cheese crisps, sweet blueberry almonds, salted caramel pretzel pops. I feel like or, you're proposing right now. Or Parmesan <laughs> garlic pop pops. Is that your nickname? Parmesan garlic pop pop? It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, you'll never get bored of snacking again. Try NatureBox for free by going to naturebox.com slash relevant. Free snacks delivered to your door. What are you waiting for? That's naturebox.com slash relevant. Ooh, NatureBox is so good and I'm hungry right now. Yeah. Come on. Lauren Winner is the author of numerous books, including Girl Meets God and Mudhouse Sabbath. She's a professor at Duke Divinity School and lives in Durham, North Carolina. Her newest book, Wearing God, just released this spring and explores overlooked biblical images of God. Our very own Dargan Thompson recently spoke to her. Here is Lauren Winner. You break down several metaphors for God, but which ones did you think were most surprising to you? The image or metaphor that I write about that was most surprising and in some ways most disturbing to me um, was the image of God as one who laughs. So I, I got interested in this question of whether God laughs from a student. I was teaching a class on prayer in a women's prison where I teach, and um, we had done doodling prayer, praying in color, using Sybil Macbeth's book, Praying in Color. And so yeah. the students had all done this sort of doodling prayer and praying in color for a week. And um, after we'd done that, we were talking about, well, how do we imagine our spiritual lives would be if we if we did this sort of praying for like five years or 10 years? And one of the students said, well, I found this doodling prayer, this praying in color really fun. And I think that if I did this for five or 10 years, that I would laugh with God more. And I thought to myself, oh, 
that's interesting. Like, do I ever laugh at God? What do I, does, does God laugh? I've never thought about laughing with God. <laughs> so I began to want to know whether indeed that was the thing you could do, laugh with God. And um, so I went searching through the scriptures, hoping to find, you know, hoping to find some psalm in which the psalmist you know, split a bottle of champagne with God over dinner and they laughed with each other. And then the psalmist might say something like, now I know that I am the laughter in God's heart or something like that. I wanted, you know, laughing with God the way I laugh with my friends. And that's not what I found. So it turns out that the primary way that we encounter God laughing in the scriptures is God laughing at someone quite mm. quite caustically and quite acerbically. And and it's it's in some ways a really disturbing image. It shows up most centrally in three of the Psalms. And you know, I don't I don't really like to think of God that way, laughing at people. That seems, you know, mean and caustic. Mm. So I've been now sort of studying and thinking about it and praying with those images for a couple of years now and I have come to see that, that they are caustic and disturbing images, but they're not only caustic and disturbing, that they're actually intimately related with God's sense of justice, so that God can laugh at God's enemies and God can laugh at the people who are trying to interfere with with justice uh, because God knows that those people will not will not ultimately triumph. about how the Western church especially has focused really on just a few metaphors for God, like God is a shepherd and provider. Um, how do you think that's influenced the church? Historically, actually, the Western church has, has not only focused on the images that we focus on today. So if today we, you know, we use a lot of good shepherd language or father language, um, for example, that actually, if you look at the history of the Western tradition, you see some of these other metaphors or images showing up a lot. So, um, so one of the chapters I write about God as clothing, and that's that's using Paul's language in Galatians and Romans that we are clothed in Christ, and that language is actually very important to, for example, the early Syriac church. They use that language, that language a great deal. Um, but I do think that at least today, if if maybe not historically, then maybe also historically, that today our church communities pick up two or three or four images of God or metaphors for God or m means, modes of addressing God and just kind of stick to those two or three or four that they're comfortable with. So. In my church community, we use a lot of father language. We use a lot of great physician language because we have a lot of sick people. Mm. And when we're really feeling brave and bold and going out on a limb, we use that mother hen imagery from um, from Matthew and Luke. So on the one hand, I think when a person or a church does this, 
when they just focus on a handful of images, those images become sort of richer and deeper from association. So I have now prayed for 10 years with this great physician language with members of my church community who who are really sick and really need God to be a great physician. And frankly, before doing that, the image of God as great physician didn't really, you know, didn't really mean all that much to me. But by the same token, I think when we focus in on just a few of these images, we're just simply limiting our imagination about who God might be. So, you know, it's wonderful to speak of God as the good shepherd. We could think all afternoon or all week about what a shepherd is and how shepherds are and how sheep are and so forth and so on. But that's just one basket of characteristics, right? And I think surely the reason that the, or one of the reasons that the Bible gives us so many different metaphors for God, so many different images, um, is to remind us that no single one of these images and no 33 of these images, no 17 of them, is going to capture who God is, so that we constantly are being invited by the scriptures to have our own um, our own assumptions checked and our own imagination expanded around who God actually is and what God is like. section about um, referring to God with male pronouns and how you've tried to yeah. kind of weed that out of your speech. I think that's that's really interesting, like a really interesting point. It's, it's hard to do, at least it's been hard <laughs> for me to do. I mean, I spent my whole life talking about God as he, him, his quite comfortably. Um, and so it's really awkward. Like I noticed it even in the last 20 minutes. It's it's very awkward, specifically, I find it awkward to talk about God's self instead of himself. Um, mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel natural to say that, but, but I actually think there's something really useful and instructive in that awkwardness. So I think when people maybe make the choice to, to say, I'm going to try to minimize the number of male pronouns I use for God, um, that's not just a reminder that God is not a man, right? We know that the triune God is not a man. That is a matter of Christian doctrine and common sense. The triune God is not a man. So we're not only reminding ourselves of that when we set aside these male pronouns, but actually exactly the awkwardness, I think, is theologically instructive because it's a reminder that God is different from us, and so God requires different kinds of speech. And why should we expect that speech that was designed to talk about human beings will somehow speak about God with no um, no imperfections? And why would we expect that we wouldn't need to change our language some when speaking about God? Of, of course we do, and of course 
of all of our language for God will finally be inadequate. Um, so I actually, as awkward as I find it to talk about God's self, every time I stumble over it, it's like a little invitation from the English language to remember God is different from us. God requires different kinds of speech. podcast is sponsored by World Vision. Together with churches and listeners like you, World Vision is addressing some of the greatest needs around the world today, like the Nepal earthquake and the Middle East refugee crisis. World Vision believes God is calling us to the world's hardest places in this time of unprecedented need. You and your church can join with World Vision in the margins, bringing justice and hope to those suffering around the world. To find out how you can get involved, visit worldvision.org church. Listening to Cat Venter. The song is One Way Mirror. Why do you got that knowing little smile on? No, it's it? just a, I wish people could have seen how smoothly that transition yeah, was. That was that I, mean, I mean, it was, there were fingers counting down, there was a music transition, a and, there, and there was just Cameron looking confidently to the horizon, yeah. reading. Like, and it was flawless. Right. Like, I was just like, Marveling at yeah. like you would think that we're like morning radio. Yeah, this DJs is like a that... real high school production. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, is it really Cat Venter or is yeah. that your like accent? No, it's really V I N T E R. Oh, like you're it... thinking like with a W. Like, yeah, like Cat like, Winter. Like but, but, she's, but, I, but I know she's German, so I say Venter. Yeah. Yeah. Cat Venter. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying it was such a pro. I expected someone to say, and I'm Lax Me Sing. Yeah. And then like jump jump right in. Like it was it was <laughs> I'm Lax Me It was sing. morning edition status in here for just. A moment. Just a split second. Well, you know, we, you know, we're on and the. And then cl- we talked about it. We we're, the, <laughs> we're the closing stretch of our one of one, our, our first ever live show. It's time for your feedback. I'll give you some feedback. I liked this. It wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty fun. It took so, a I lot. mean, we're not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it made us think about what we were saying, so that may have been a nice filter for us. <laughs> yeah, right. It was actually a little bit helpful. Like, huh, don't say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new idea. And, you know, we got to listen to those interviews while you guys did. So, I mean, like, we're yeah. sitting there going, man, Derek Miner, bring yeah, it in. That yeah. was really good, you know, yeah. and Lauren Winter, man. You know, it's, so good. Yeah, this is really interesting. It's a weird dynamic to hear the music, the vibe, the promos. We're all kind of dancing. Yeah, we're all oh, like, yeah, hey, sweet. I'm make a mental note. I'm going to buy that. I track. need like one other arm, though. That'd be nice. Because you're doing the video stuff. Yeah. And you're doing the levels. Oh, and they're yeah. bringing in the music in mm-hmm. and out. Wow. wow. Chad, yeah. Chad would have never said that, just so you know. I'm not trying to compare. What we need here is a robotic moon monkey that we can train is. Nailed for this it. thing. Nailed it, because that robotic monkey could do it. It's so easy to just pop another third arm onto it. Back to you, Cameron. <laughs> uh, a reminder, replace John David with a moon monkey. <laughs> Oh, we gotta wait till it's developed, but that's the long-term plan. Um, it's time for the question of the week. Last week, we asked well, you to end. tell us the weird meals you make for yourself when no one's looking. You know, it's like if you're married, it's kind of like when the wife's away or the husband's away. The kind of, you don't want to 
plate something. You just kind of want to, yes. you know, rip and run. You know, just a yeah, quick thanks. meal. Uh, if you're if you're single, it's probably most of your meals. So we want to know your weirdest kind of go-to uh, meal. I, I was impressed by the answers to this question, not only because of the number of responses, yeah. but also I thought it was going to be mostly like dudes responding. It was not. No, there's no, a lot of uh, weird women out there. It really <laughs> crossed genders, demographics. Yeah. You know, every everyone has a weird meal. Yeah. And I was truly... Truly disgusted by yeah. responses. You guys and went uh, over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and you posted there. You also tweeted us at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorite replies. Josh, and some of these I have a hard time believing people do, but I have no reason to think they would fabricate this. Right. But Josh says his favorite bachelor food was peanut butter sandwiches with a bowl of Tostito salsa on the side used for dipping. And he says, wait, "Yes, wait, wait, wait. I mean, right. I dip my I peanut butter sandwiches in the salsa." He 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 predicted that we would have that reaction. No one believes me when I say it's good because it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sick, I, sick human being that well, belongs. I get savory and sweet go together, but nacho mm-hmm. cheese uh, or salsa flavor and yeah, peanut tom- butter. Tomato and peanut butter is the yeah. That's um, the issue. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Brooke O, the first uh, lady in the mix here, Brooke, our friend, said, ate my scrambled eggs straight from the pan this morning. Thanks for the inform- I- the inspiration. I think that's a nice start. I think she could do a lot worse, and yeah. I think she should work on maybe eating those eggs just maybe uh, raw or just, just dropping them, the, <laughs> drop them on the table. But straight from the pan was nice movement for her, well, and I'm that, proud. That's not that weird, because I've gone to places where they bring you that breakfast skillet. Yeah. <laughs> they bring you, like, the hot skillet. I well, mean, literally. And fajitas. Don't even talk about it. Yeah, we don't need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Our feelings on the matter are well established. Just be careful if you bow your head to pray over those. I don't pray those eggs because the courts will not side with you. <laughs> right, as we exactly. know. Exactly. Uh, Drew Hunt. <laughs> this one is Drew fan- was unreal. This one is fantastic because it's it's on it, it maintains a budget. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it has uh, a lot of variety and it covers the entire day from the from the moment you wake up. Mm-hmm. To the moment you go to bed, okay. and this is what he claims is his normal food schedule. So he's not married. Uh, I, I I don't I, know. I would assume probably not. Well, he said as a general rule, I never eat food inside a physical building. <laughs> I don't know. He, what is that? I even? wish he would elaborate. I, I wish <laughs> he needs to air it out. I wish that he that would have so elaborated on why he's opposed to eating. Maybe it's just the cleanup thing. It's, it's like if you never eat food inside a building, you never really have any cleanup to do. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I know, but I still can't. He's like indoor, outdoor let, seating. We'll see. Let, let me explain. Most okay. of it's done behind the wheel of a I car. See. Oh, okay. Oh, so <laughs> lunch. Okay. So we'll start at lunch for him and then we'll move forward to the 24 hour cycle. <laughs> lunch is a half of a Little Caesars $5 pizza eaten in the car. Okay, so you go to Little Caesars, get the $5 pizza, eat half, (laughs) leave the second in the passenger seat. (laughs) For how long? (laughs) Dinner. Till dinner, so only a couple hours. Like Little Caesars is gonna even in the if you know in Florida, the inside of your car gets so hot, it's, it's almost a like oven. a warming oven. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a brick oven. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can have brick oven or you come in after work. Side you pizza. got nice melty cheese on your yeah. on your pizza, nice piping hot, ready to go. So yeah. so far so good. So smart. lucky to live here. Smart. smart. Yeah. yeah. Right. And otherwise, in the other like let's say you live somewhere cold. I think we've all eaten cold pizza out of the refrigerator. Well, yeah, the fridge. Yeah. it's like a built-in fridge. Where so, you don't want to be is the medium in between. Luckily, lunch, I, I'd assume... You don't the, want tepid pizza yeah, sitting around yeah, for a That's a Petri dish waiting yeah, exactly. for a weird... Yeah. But if you, I think... This is like a seasonal thing. So like during summer and winter, you can you can eat at eleven forty five for your lunch mm-hmm. and then eat dinner at seven. 
spring and fall, they got to be pretty close together. You, you be, don't want to sit in the pasture seat all day. You're going to have to do 12, 12 and 1245. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tight. It's tight. Uh, so dinner, the second half, it, it, you eat the second half of the pizza okay. on your evening commute home. Okay. So you got dinner and you got lunch covered. You've... Haven't been under a roof, which is his rule. You spent two, for, two fifty a meal for unspecified reasons that are going to remain unclear. You've only spent two fifty a meal before bed. Here's the key. <laughs> before bed, I love this. That this is like before. Like he, he's, yeah. Yeah. he's before already bed. eating a whole pizza. But like I pictured, he's like. He's showered. Yeah. He is. He's he's got, shaved. He's, he's got a little sleeping cap he, yeah, on. He's got his old timey like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, yeah, yeah. like yeah. pajamas yeah. with, yeah. with the, his little lantern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got the bed like tucked down. He's ready to go, go to bed. Yeah. At this point, he drives to Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 he orders a twelve pack. I didn't even know this was available at Taco Bell. A twelve pack of Cinnabon delights. It's oh. for a family, I think. I think. <laughs> 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 let, me, let, me, office. let me stop you there. Yeah. Eat six. <laughs> no. Before going inside. And then. And then you have six waiting for you in your cup holder for breakfast in the morning. The full cycle, he said he does this every day. No, and he couldn't be alive. What he's got? He's got a half. He's a, well he's enough. Got a, he's got a half a week until he dies. His avatar <laughs> makes him look normal sized. Yeah, but I'm just saying, maybe he has a, a incredible metabolism. Maybe there's some unlocked secret food chemistry <laughs> in this formula that that keeps you healthy and trim. Right. Who knows? God bless him, Drew. Wow. Uh, that, was, that was a fantastic piece of feedback, Drew. And there, a day may come where I may want to incorporate that. If for some reason <laughs> someone tells me, hey, you're not allowed to eat under a roof again. Like, all, <laughs> n- no bringing food inside. I will take him up on his advice. How much money for charity could you raise eating only that meal? Well, you'd get diabetes. It would have to be for, like, the American Heart Association <laughs> or something very ironic that I would end up needing treatment for. Right. Yeah. Uh, diabetes awareness is yeah. the cause. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is anybody not aware at this point? Yeah. All right, keep going. Uh, Chad Key said... Uh, when I was in high school, I used to eat raw potatoes as a snack. I would peel and slice them and eat them watching TV. Wait, what? what? That was the that's one that weird. grossed me out more raw than raw potatoes. More than that's eating like that's just eating a root. It's just a raw potato. But I have you ever have you always wanted to try a raw potato? Because no, like no. cooked potatoes are so good. Are they? <laughs> if, you, if you put butter and bacon and cheese or like, I think potatoes are really good. So you, I'm, I'm packing peanuts or, or yeah. rice. Yeah, patty yeah or exactly. Something. Like the, in order for me to get a potato to a place where it's eatable, it either has to be deep fried. Yeah. You know, like yeah, potato stick form. Yeah. yeah. It's called a tater tot. Yeah. Or yeah, or a tater tot, a French fry. Right. Or if I'm, it has to be heavily cooked so that the texture is palatable, yeah. and then I have to load it with things like cheese, sour cream, bacon. And butter. That's the only way I'm going to eat it. Yeah. You're telling me that I'm you like, would... like a nice red potato, just boiled, and then it's it's lovely. <laughs> and this is why we edit. <laughs> Peter said. Peter says. And Cameron, I think we talked about this. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I think you and I talked about this. He's been following the Warren Buffett diet ever since you heard about it. Oh yeah, oh, it's the, about the six-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. He Warren Buffett evidently drinks, and he's for people who don't know. The world's richest man, or at least one of the top two you know, or three. Him or Sheik. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, overseer. Anyway, he drinks five Cokes a day and chocolate ice cream for breakfast yeah. every day. Yeah. He's 87 or something. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and obviously, he still has a lot of his capacities. I mean, he's managing billions of dollars. So, right. you know, so I mean, a bowl of chocolate ice cream. I mean, cream LeBron James looks to him for financial advice. Yeah. 
So yeah, and really? Chris Paul and LeBron James meet with him regularly, and he advises them. Wow. Yeah. And other millionaires and billionaires. Wow. I, I think he also owns Coke stock too. Oh, yeah. I think. And, which, and he has the 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 market cornered on uh, chocolate sauce and uh, chocolate ice cream. Does he, own, he, he owns all, chocolate, all ice cream. chocolate. He owns Bluebell. Good. Yeah. Too soon. Recaller. Uh, Joel. <laughs> Joel said. Uh, Joel said, "I will wrap pretty much any microwave leftovers in a tortilla." I think that's great. I think a tortilla is one huh. of the great inventions. It is the yeah. edible plate huh. of the world. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And it's wrappable, too. Right. So you and can yeah. just keep cramming and cramming. Yeah. Is there anything worse, by the way, when you go in? I know that you're supposed to do the foil thing at Chipotle to prevent the back yeah. end like explosion. Yeah. Right. yeah, of, yeah. Uh, to me, that's I, the worst. Yeah, that like, is. Or a pita pit or something. Like, yeah, yeah. They, those pitas. That's the one benefit Even, tortilla has over pita. Yeah. Pita will just explode everywhere. Right. You can't wrap the end of a pita. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't even like the sauce dripping on. I've considered a huge victory if I make it all the way to the end of a burrito and it's been a completely clean eat. I can't remember the last time I had a burrito. Really? really? Well, I, I go to Chipotle three times a week, but I always get, get like the, the bowl, salad. Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the great thing is if the burrito explodes, then you have the salad. Don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I got the burrito, bite two, salad. No big deal. Um, it was meant to be. Scott says that he he made a boiled bag of rice, you know, success rice. To, <laughs> like, I know. like You I, know, success rice. His success rice is brand. I think no every idea. rice he makes is success rice. Uh, is I think he's saying he's made it successfully. Successful you know? rice. Successfully rice. made rice. It's Warren Buffett's brand. It's very <laughs> aptly named rice. Uh, billionaire rice. Uh, in the he makes it in the microwave, and then I guess I guess leaving it in the bag, tops it with a one sauce. Oh. Get you here. Get you right here. <laughs> um, I had my own last night, Mike. Can I put my own feedback in this mix? Yes, you may. Uh, last night we had uh, the girls were coming home, and we were like reheating some lasagna we made the day before, and I had portioned it out for the girls. But I was like on my way to take a shower, and I'm like. I just put this lasagna in my hand, and I just cut myself a little piece of lasagna and ate it right out of my hand. And I thought, you know what? That's that's pretty. Was it? It was cold or hot? Yeah, or? ice cold lasagna. Just cut it out of the cut it out of the pan. I'd cooked it before. You ate it like a lasagna brownie. <laughs> I ate it like a lasagna brownie right out of the pan. I think you've gone too just far. Just cut right? it, held it in my hand, and ate it as I was walking to the shower. And then just, uh, why are you so disgusted by this? You've never... Cold well, he's going to shower. He's going to wash his fingers. Yeah, you've never eaten cold lasagna. I'm not going to wash my beard, obviously. I want it to be filled with germs and it's disgusting. Like, so I just loaded up a bunch of cold lasagna in the shower. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just yeah. started bathing well, I, and eating. There's something Wait, about guess, eating in the shower. Yeah, no, yeah I, that is the question. Did I you did, complete the eating of the lasagna before the shower? Or were you eating in no, the shower? Yeah, I always eat my lasagna during my run so i do a nice two mile run and i eat the lasagna no i finished it i finished you have it a on... camelback full of lasagna that you curate and you're just gross Carby, um, he's carb loading while he's running yeah exactly a nice cold lasagna really hardens up and gets a nice shape it's a i'd say that's actually a protein here's my problem with maybe this is why i'm so repulsed by it and i have this issue with a lot of things i can eat a lot of things comfortably and not be like grossed out but the thing about lasagna is like when you reheat it there's so many layers as we know right you know it's like that, you. kind of like yeah. the human, the human heart, the, 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 the Earth's you, crust man. of food. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just a lot of complex, complex layers. Right. Yeah. Heating it is difficult because it can be scalding hot on top. That's the the molten cheese, and then you get and you get a frozen in inner core. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing on Earth worse. 
absolutely nothing right. on earth worse than getting that fork and be like, this is lasagna. You know, I made it three days ago, but I think right. I, I think I salvaged it here in the microwave. Taking the bite, and you, you, you first taste the hot gooey cheese, yeah. and then you crunch into the frozen ice ball meat in the middle. <laughs> right. oh, that's the worst. my appetite. No, 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 that's why you gotta let it sit. But I mean, like, if you get it right out of the fridge, it's all consistently cool throughout. You take a nice bite. It's of all them. disgusting at that <laughs> no, point. No, you like it. It's not icy cold. Cold lasagna. Nailed well, it. Well, uh, Kendra, uh, <laughs> she has no she has no shame in admitting that when her husband went out camping last week, she ate an entire tube of cinnamon rolls. I, it, it appears though that she did eat it, uh, 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 cook it first. Uh, what started as one ended with me licking the last of the icing from the plate. There's no shame in there. No, I mean cinnamon yeah. rolls are made to be addictive. I right. mean, look mm-hmm. at Drew Hunt. He's eating six. He's eating a half dozen before bed, and then he's starting his you morning. Know, with I, it. I, I'm noticing both of his places that he's buying from are <laughs> of the lower tier of the price scale, yeah. <laughs> and, and yet very flavorful. I'm wondering how much MSG is in the food he's eating, which just, keeps yeah. the addiction going. Salt and, and he, everything. He's got to keep coming back for it because it's the flavors are boosted. There isn't a single nutrient in that whole diet. No. <laughs> there no. is no, it's 0% iron. It's literally, ne- you might as well be yeah. not right. eating It's like something. a sponge, right? It's sucking yeah. nutrients out of his body. <laughs> right. He's you're, in a nutrient deficit. Your body is, his body is rejecting itself. He, the, you eat this for a week, you will get scurvy. <laughs> 100%. You, he, doing, eating his, his regular dietary schedule yeah. for two weeks yeah. will give you the same nutrition level as a pirate from the 1600s <laughs> that's been at sea for the last six months. Right, right. It's that. It's, it's that. Dangerous. And you also get scoliosis, scurvy, and scoliosis, which is a deadly combination. The more you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's terrible. You're welcome. Well, there's a lot more feedback. You guys, I mean, go chime in. There's a lot of good advice in there too. I mean, there's, it's like a, it's almost like a Pinterest for eating because it's so many <laughs> inspirational ideas that people have tweeted at us. <laughs> Pinterest. So, so uh, one thing I noticed as well uh, last week we talked about. You know, the uh, ramen in the coffee pot. I saw yeah. some feedback. A couple people done it and were thanking us for that yeah. suggestion. And then one guy did it and said, who's paying for my coffee pot? That broke. And I was like, you you did it wrong. So How I want to address, I don't know. I think maybe he put the ramen in the coffee filter area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking Instead of the pot. Because, yeah, yeah. because it should have totally just, so, just been, for the coffee pot's sake... <laughs> It should have just been water. Just been water. That's what I'm saying. Water if into some, a bowl. If something broke your coffee maker, it's not our fault, it's yours. So Ma- I'm saying officially on the record, the instructions for making coffee pot ramen noodles are One. take the dry ramen noodles and put them in the empty coffee pot. Right. Fill the coffee pot with water. Right. Unscrew the back of the coffee pot, rip out all the electronics. Well, my, so, so, you're tell, so you're telling me when I was breaking up the ramen and putting it in the yeah. little Keurig cup <laughs> and it, and it, for an hour and a half. Yeah. So ramen steaming. in the pot. Water in the coffee maker, hit brew, and hot water will come out and go onto your ramen in the coffee pot. Then you can take your seasonings, however you like it, you can sprinkle them in there, and you got a bowl, and your ramen, right there, you eat right out of the coffee pot. That does not break any coffee maker in any scenario. You don't have a, do you have a designated ramen pot? No, you know what I mean. Like one for coffee, and one for ramen. It's all just one. We my my I wash things in the dishwasher. Oh, see, I'm yeah, not. You yeah, know, I, I, feel don't, like I don't leave. I don't have like a lasagna plate, and I just only eat lasagna on it because we don't wash them. <laughs> That's between a great lasagnas. idea. Yeah, like idea. you don't have to do dishes. Just have get a label maker. <laughs> right. Right, you got one. Yeah, lasagna plate. Yeah, this is. It's like. 
if there's little flecks of, you know, dried lasagna mix in there, that's only going to enhance flavor later. <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes it easier. Yeah, it's like it's like an old guitar or yeah. like one of those barrels that yeah. they age wine in, and then or like then, a then, cast then they, iron pot. You just are always it's, it's a, yeah. It's always like Getting a simmering, a seasoning, <laughs> a simmering of flavors just yeah. absorbing this into each other. This is my old raw chicken place. Anytime I'm put, yeah, any kind of raw meats. Anytime I just, I'm preparing raw meat, I just use this old. <laughs> Like soft, porous wooden cutting boards, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'll crack eggs on it. <laughs> We're gonna be fine, but, but I labeled it. Yeah, so I you're mean, not gonna mix it up. <laughs> By the way, I uh, my immune system for salmonella is very good. It right is now. unbelievable. I am basically a goat in a man's body. <laughs> I could eat a live chicken right now. <laughs> you moved to Portland. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for last week's. Okay. So, little behind the scenes. Normally, what we do when it comes to time for this week's question of the week, we will pause, you know, because we're going to do it right. in editing. And we'll talk about it. And we'll forever. talk about it for like 10 minutes and we'll come up mm-hmm. with a question and then we seamlessly, bop, bop, right. bop, bop, you guys think we're just loaded. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have that chance to figure out the question of the week. So yeah. I came with one. Oh, about I figured one out. Monkey, monkey. So here we go. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about the Orlando iPod that, uh, you yeah. know, um, uh, Code and I were trapped with slurping groping God. and uh, for a good solid 10 minutes. Gross. And uh, Cohen became a little man that day. And um, we want to know what's the weirdest or most uncomfortable public moment you've ever witnessed? The weirdest, most uncomfortable thing that happened with you were there and it was just yeah. This should not be happening. I'm not saying necessarily PDA. Yeah. But just, you know, the most memorable kind of thing that like maybe ruined a moment for you, you yeah. know, or, or changed, enhanced the moment. Or, yeah. Depending on your personality. The moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to know. I think that there's probably a lot of that. Yeah. Somewhere. I've witnessed, I remember one time, it was only like sixth or seventh grade, and a student had like a meltdown on the teacher and just like went ballistic, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember, and everyone was just very awkward, and the teacher was uncomfortable, and the kid afterward, you know, you're kids, you're kind of dealing with a lot of emotions or whatever. I just remember being in the moment and being like, this is awesome, yeah, yeah, man. I can't believe it. Her. Oh, man, this is so cool. But see, yeah. Yeah, that's what you love. You love those awkward, You love, the more awkward the moment, the happier and more hilarious you, you think it oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which I'm the opposite, because the Michael Scott scenes in The Office were the ones where I had to mute it because oh. I just couldn't handle it. Those are the really? ones. Really? Oh, I just can't. I just can't. Funny. Like when he did the Scott's Tots episode, oh, yeah. and he had to go tell <laughs> you, them. Did you just have to turn that whole one oh, off? Oh, I couldn't handle that. That was the worst hey, episode Mr. for me. Hey, Mr. Scott, what you going to do? Oh, my gosh. I was just, my hands were on my head the entire <laughs> Like you're episode. physically having anxiety. I had anxiety the entire time. But he did get them all laptop batteries. So that was, that <laughs> was lithium. They're nice... lithium. <laughs> that was so amazing. Why is that uh, uh, so what's the weirdest or most awkward, uncomfortable moment you've ever witnessed in public? That's what we want to know. Uh, you can write in on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, and you can also tweet us at Relevant Podcast. And next week we will read our favorite answers. That is going to be cringeworthy next yeah. week. Oh I can't gosh. wait for that. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess on on that note, live show. Yeah, we're done. I'll yeah, be curious in what the can. Pe- I'll be curious what people think. Uh, yeah, I will too. I'll be curious to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> because we're like sitting there going like, "Hey, we did pretty good." Yeah, it feels eh, fine. Probably, you know, we're running out four hours. Later reflection. Yeah. It's probably but you, a. Train but you're ride. really gonna like release it as is. So if it's slow and weird, we'll know it. You're not gonna tidy it up, right? right no, yeah, no tightening. It that is was, what it, it is. What it is. No safety net. Okay. Yep. A, a quick question. After, after, because we've been doing this whole time. We've been listening to the music live. We've been hearing the interviews live. After the last outro, are one of us just shouting something very strange out of context oh, yeah. that when, the, you, when the show you, goes yeah, off? Yeah, are you going to do... No, well, you have to do your own outro. 
You have to do your own the, hidden thing at the very end. So you start thinking. To, you have to do your own excerpt. Pressure's on because I, right I probably have about ninety seconds to come up with. He'll those. count. He'll count you in and point to you, and you got to say will. something he'll weird. He will. He'll point to you. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to Stamps.com and, and HBox for for uh, sponsoring the show. Remember to go to Stamps.com and enter Relevant for a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer. And uh, go to NatureBox.com slash Relevant to start a free trial of their favorite snacks. Thanks also to Lauren Winter for talking to us. Uh, you can check out her new book, Wearing God, which is out now. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, there's excerpts from uh, the podcast episodes there. You can watch yeah. them. JD's been hitting the buttons, so we're going to get some up today. Cool. And uh, and make sure to get the magazine. The new issue is out now. It's featuring Hillsong United, Mark Mayer, and Judah Smith. A lot more. You're going to like like it a lot. All right, guys. Uh, we did it. It's in the can. Congratulations. Okay, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. John David Snavely. For Joy Eggerts. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Hey, happy Mother's Day to you, Cameron. Yeah, to all the moms out there. Or to moms. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We'll see you next happy week. Happy Mother's Day, Cameron's mom. Because she made me who I am. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes app store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. We're replacing John David with the robotic moon monkey. That's a good choice. Uh, There we go. I was going to say something totally unrelated. Hey, Eddie, why didn't the hippie lifeguard, why didn't the lifeguard save the hippie from drowning? Why? He was too far out, man. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. So stupid. You just keep it all. (laughs)